0: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today.
2: Oh, and uh, yeah, feel free to start when you're ready. <laughs> oh, right. if we started, okay.
3: Right. okay. the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Yeah, it feels weird doing the podcast today. I mean it doesn't make any difference to anyone listening to this, but we are recording it on a different day and it's and it's really discombobulated me. I was thinking that even before I came to
1: do it, I was like, oh, my brain isn't operating fully.
3: I'm not in the zone. I mean, normally I'm so in the zone and people will pick that up. They'll go, wow, Brista, she's on fire. But today, <laughs> not so much. This feels like a day where we shouldn't be doing the podcast, where we should be doing other things. Not that I don't want to see your faces, by the way. It's actually a treat.
2: Are you recovering from last night's festivities?
3: No, I'm not. It's the short answer <laughs> to that. <laughs> I had I had about a pint, so I'm okay. I did go out in, in, in if, if you're wondering, because now it's just Maureen and I having a chat about something that's without any reference as to what it might be about. <laughs> Maureen accidentally phoned me yesterday, so last night I'm at the pub and I'm not working it's Saturday night, but I'm not working because this is my, this is the new Brister, okay, having the occasional weekend off and uh, just. As it happens, a lull has occurred. A couple of people have gone for a wee. Someone's gone to the bar. I'm actually alone at the table. I see my phone. It's ringing. As you know from last week, I've explained to you that my phone is always on silent. But there, Maureen Younger's face popped up on my phone. I thought, oh, that's boring. Okay, I'll answer it because I've got a lull. I answer the phone and Maureen says to me, where, where are you? I'm, I'm outside. I said, what are you talking about? She said, what am I to- I mean, outside the venue. I was like, what venue? What are you talking about? I said, Maureen, I'm in the pub. I'm having a night off. I'm having a drink. I'm not supposed to be anywhere. She went, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be calling you. Okay, then. And it was about to hang up. And I was like, no, hold on a minute. Don't hang up. Absolute classic. Maureen, And also, even when I'd answered the phone, she didn't know that it wasn't the person she was to be talking to.
2: Because in my mind, I thought I was talking to Jane. So the fact that you answered was kind of irrelevant because I was like, well, this is Jane that's talking. And she didn't care who answered. It was just more like, where the fuck are you? (laughs) It gets even better, Alison, because I, I, I was in the company of a film producer, American film producer, who I was trying to impress. And this is what she wrote to me today. She went, the best and funniest part of the evening, though, was watching you call your friend to tell her where you were And unwittingly calling Jen Brister and saying you are outside the gig at the entrance. Then imagining Jen at a party, wondering what the hell you were talking about. But for a split second, wondering if she'd forgotten something. So that was it. But it got better because I then introduced the producer's husband. And I went, this is Joe. He's a journalist. And the the producer went, what did you call him? I went, the journalist. She went, no, no. What did you say his name was? I went, Joe. She went, it's Giles. (laughs) And then... Apparently, I'd called him John earlier, so that was um, part of the thing. I'd called him John and Joe. Well, at least you weren't calling him Tim. <laughs> so, like, I, yeah, I was kind of irate because I was like, "Why?" I was thinking, why is Jane being a bit thick here? Because she knows where we are and we're outside the venue. Where, where else could I be? Just, like, Jane was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What are
3: you on about? And also, for a split second, I was like, have I arranged to meet Boreen? Am I supposed to be outside a venue? <laughs> I I I genuinely had a moment Alison where I went, "Oh no. I I I've, I've arranged to meet Maureen and I've forgotten that I've arranged and and, and then I thought I was I, I was this was all going on in my head and I was thinking, "No, this has been in the diary for ages. There's no way I would have arranged to me." <laughs> anyway, Maureen realized that she was talking to the wrong person when I told her she was. So um <laughs> otherwise, you would have just kept insisting that you were outside the venue. Yeah, like, what's yeah. your problem? <laughs> Uh, I'm in a completely different city. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm a completely different person. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Jane. There's a lot of things going on in that too. Well, anyway, Maureen, uh, we, what we've done there very swiftly and, and slickly, I might add, is uh, a little intro to the podcast and also straight into a Be More Boring. And to add to that um, story, I'm at a pub in Brighton. I'm having a drink. And two people come up to me. To be fair, they are a couple to tell me that they enjoy uh, listening to WTB. First and foremost, they want me to know that they enjoy WTB, and secondly, they want to tell me a Be More Maureen moment. And that was what happened. (laughs) Whilst I had just experienced a Be More Maureen moment with Maureen.
1: (laughs) That's amazing! I love that they were like, we've got a Be More Maureen moment.
3: I'll just tell you the Be More Maureen moment quickly, which was that they had wanted to send a message to another comedian, OK, who's been going through a bit of a hard time. And they sent a message to her and then realised that they had actually sent it to Maureen. And Maureen had responded and said, thank you very much. <laughs> but it wasn't meant for
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really funny. Do you know what? Because Joe stroke John stroke Giles, whatever his name was, um, he went, are there been more moments true? And I was like, oh, yeah, they are all true. And I had a really good one for this this week, but I'm going to leave it for next week.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. That's well. That's something to look forward to. Yeah,
2: because it's an aspect of my personality that Jen doesn't know about, and when she finds out, she's not going to be impressed. I don't know about this. Oh God, I'm I'm intrigued. Alison's face. <laughs> now, now
3: you're going to tell me that you're a multifaceted human being with lots of layers and sides to you that I'm not aware of, and I'm going to say I doubt that, Maureen. I really doubt that. Anyway, Alison, what about you? What have you been up to?
1: Okay, I had a a very British. Moment, <laughs> I did this one gig, and it was in like a social club, right? So like a a labor social club, and the gig was going on one side, and there was like a little side room, and they're like, you can just hang out in there before the gig. I was like, great, and I go in there, and there's like the men that are older than time are in that room, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and uh, they're like, are you uh, are you one of the comedians? And I was like, oh god, here we go. I was like, yeah, 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 and they're like. Oh, where are you from? And so we just start to have this, like, lovely little chat, and they start telling me about how they've been members for 56 years. I was like, well, gentlemen, you must have seen some changes over the years. And the look guy was like, yeah, yeah, we used to uh, sit in the other room, but they uh, took the carpet out so uh, we don't feel you know, sitting there <laughs> anymore. The acoustics in the room without the carpet now are no good. He's like, so we've insisted that they leave carpet in this room. So literally, this is like the old gentleman designed room. It's carpeted. It's like quiet. They've got a big TV in the corner that's quietly on. And uh, they just kept looking at me. They are like, well, you know, he was one of the comedians. That's wild. You know, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, very interesting, me doing comedy, especially in this place. I mean, let's be honest, gentlemen, this place is changed changed. changed over the years, hasn't it? And we all just knew that I I was like, just say it, just say how I wouldn't have even been allowed in here many years ago, because it's a working (laughs) man's club. And I was like, yeah, now I'm gonna go on there and close a comedy gig, gentlemen. What a different world we live in, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, but we're keeping the carpet in this room. That's all they wanted to talk about, was how there was carpet in this room. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not your carpet.
3: This is an absolute classic, isn't it? That they've experienced so much change these men but actually the only thing they've noticed is that the carpet is missing I mean that says it all doesn't it I mean (laughs) in the last 56 years one of the big changes you've noticed fellas well there's no longer a carpet in that room and, and that's really changed the acoustics great no notice the big societal changes yeah great it's also like can you imagine going to the same place for 56 years shoot me in the face no thank you
2: well I did some acting I was in a sketch playing the mother. Actually, it was quite a funny little sketch. Um, and I, it was an early start, so I had to, had to be in Epping for 8am. But anyway, we got to, he treated us to breakfast, which always went down well. And then I wasn't needed for ages. You know, it was like an acting. We were at somebody's house. You know what I did? I just took my shoes off and went for a sleep on the sofa until I was needed. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. didn't bother asking obviously I just thought well you know I'm here now so I uh, had a nice little nap and then I did some acting and it was it's going to be coming out soon it's a short little clip with Josh James and it, it's I think it's very funny
3: great well we look forward to it and when it's uh, when it comes out you can let us know and we'll let our WTB list all oh, the WTB is what 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 are we going to you know how people have a they have a podcast and then they have they give their listeners a name don't they they go hey we've got all the blibber bleh, bleh, on the blib Our wonderful listeners, what are we going to call them? The bollock talking people?
2: No, I don't think that's, that's, that doesn't really have a ring to it, does it
3: really? (laughs) WT beers. That sounds like WT and then
2: beers. You know, what kind of beer are you drinking? I'm having a WT beer. Well, perhaps somebody, but they could write in if they've got some suggestions because saves us trying to think of it. (laughs) <laughs> and then we can take the credit. Well, it would be nice. I mean, maybe
1: they they want to call themselves something. Maybe one of you has a trem- a tremendously good name. We'll keep thinking. But I love that idea, Maureen. I mean, we say we'll keep thinking, but as soon as this podcast
3: ends, the thoughts <laughs> will end at, immediately after this podcast does. I, I mean, I know that mine have barely continue during the podcast, let alone <laughs> let alone beyond it. Well, it's good to know that we have had a week, Maureen. Um, we need to know. We've already done be more Maureen, haven't we? Oh, so so what you're saying is is that we don't have a be more Maureen section in this section. You started telling the story earlier on. Oh my god, I, I'm going to have to listen back to this podcast, and we'll see if I actually. <laughs> Technically, it's your fault, Jen. <laughs> Technically, it can't be my fault. So what are we going to put in this section then? We we we've only got so much to talk about, Maureen, and 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 now we've. That whole section is dead. Look, Jen. If we get stuck, I can talk about my housing. Right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, you people. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm basically carrying you on this podcast. I, I, if all I'm good job, I'm not actually because I have my shoulders aren't as broad as they look. Your broadband isn't good enough, but yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alison, it looks like we're heading straight over to you. This, this podcast is going to be 15 minutes uh, shorter.
1: Thanks to um, <laughs> No, you know what though? It is just going to save our poor editors. <laughs> A lot less work. Will it? I, I, I'd just like to
3: say to Alex, in the edit, still include the Be More Boring jingle, Alex. Don't get rid of the Be More Boring jingle. The Be More <laughs> Boring jingle stays. And then just dead
2: air. I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender. (laughs) I chose my own number and my own contact to block. (laughs) Oh my God, Boreen, I don't, I mean, I understand,
3: but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now, I've got to shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Alison, we're going to you. We're going to
1: Ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Cause I ain't using it. No,
0: no. No, no. no.
1: Take my advice. I ain't using it. I'm ready this week. And actually, I am thrilled to pieces because uh, thank you everyone for sharing all your problems. But a friend popped round and actually brought up this problem. And I was like, this is a great one. So, and and I thought it was, I'm just really delighted. So um, here is this week's problem. A friend of mine uh, started to date a new partner. And uh, they are saying that they are intimidated because uh, this partner is extremely good looking. It's been hard. Because they are an extremely good-looking partner and they've never dated anyone this, you know, society's definition of what beauty is, right? That kind of that kind of beauty. And so I was like, well, I mean, hey, the fact that you're even identifying this right out of the gate, this is a step in a brilliant direction because you're realizing, all right, this is something that is... I want to nip it in the butt. And, you know, I'm glad you do because it is something. I mean, this sort of problem is something that you do need to deal with because if you are constantly obsessing about how this person is so beautiful or maybe just the amount of attention that they're getting or, I mean, it really is going to affect things at the end of the day because you're not going to be able to be yourself. You're, You're caught up in this obsession and worry. I like to think that we all know what the most important thing is in a relationship is who the person is. Right, Who they are. Uh, Looks change over the years, but for the most part, a personality doesn't. However, we do live in a world where sometimes uh, physical beauty, uh, people who are in that definition, they get a bit sort of different treatment. I'm trying to handle this delicately. So they, they get some maybe a bit more attention. And so if you've never maybe dated someone like this, this might be hard. But I think what we have to realize is this is hard for you they're probably used to this world so I just want you to know that this person has chosen you so this is new to you but their treatment and the way they get treated maybe in the world they're used to that so please just let that fear go because they've already chosen you they like you okay so it's not about you know uh, this is a new situation for you it is not for them I cannot stress that enough so I think this kind of like addresses we all have a bit of insecurity. So let's talk about insecurity. You know, I I think that's kind of what it what it falls into. So how do you stop comparing yourself to others, which I think is what it is, because if you're always worried about the attention maybe this person is getting, I think that's a big thing. Comparison is a is a big thing with insecurities. And I also think comparing is that what is the quote, the killer of all joy? Is it Maya Angelou that says that? I think if I have quoted the wrong person, uh, we will cut that out but it is a quote (laughs) so you can't compare so uh, how do you stop comparing you know what do you do well number one you got to do what I call silencing the inner critic please know that all the thoughts that you're having the insecurities that's not you that is your inner critic All right. You are listening to all the fears and insecurities that you have within yourself. And that is a you thing. That is not a them thing. So I think we need to focus on what's going on inside of us. So I think what you need to do is focus on you and remember to not get consumed with this relationship. This relationship will be one aspect of your life. It is not your whole life. I think sometimes people, when they get into a new relationship, it can take over a lot of things, which is great, fun and exciting. But particularly if you're battling with these things in regards to this person. And, and some insecurities you also have to touch base with yourself and remember where you're from surround yourself with people that love you and that you love so you always remember what that feels like it is the feeling that is the most important so you can always be recreating and remember that authentic feeling so you get to know your new partner on an authentic level I also think you got to take stock of your own value okay focus on what you offer instead of what you lack every time you have a thought about oh well you know what they go for this person think about what it is that you are good at what you do offer okay I challenge you every time you have that insecure thought you put in a positive thought about who you are the more you do that the more you'll remember it and the more they're going to see it. Whereas if you're obsessing about all the insecurities, guess what? That's the quicker thing they're going to see. So I think you always got to be taking stock of what it is you have to offer, what you love about yourself, surround yourself with people that you love. And remember, that's what this new person was attracted to. And that is what they want to continue to see. That is my advice, the best that I can give right now. Do you
2: know? I I went out with a guy who was extremely good looking and had. He was like a minor celeb, where he local celeb, where he lived, and he had. I mean, women were just throwing themselves at him in front of me, but I never felt insecure with him because he. It was very clear he wasn't interested. Probably gets it. Is bored with it. Sees through the bullshit. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he just wasn't. You know, because he was saying that when he wasn't famous, there was this. He used to work in a liquor store, and this. He was. uh, This woman came in and he chatted her up and she ignored him and then once he became this minor little local celeb then she was all over him and it was like well you know he just wasn't interested and so i think it's it's what you get from the from the the person is how they react and how they treat you and how they you know he was very respectful of the people that i mean literally there were women throwing them hello hi there you know and they were throwing them something but he was very respectful about it but you just knew he wasn't interested
3: also it's entirely subjective do do you know what I mean like this person that is so so good looking okay uh to who to you great you're dating this person wonderful maybe not to everybody I I, look I understand that there are really hot people and they tend to be famous don't they because they're so hot we don't know what to do with ourselves let's stick them on the telly but generally I just think when you fall in love with someone when you like someone that don't try and convince them that they could be with someone else or in your head. That's the key, isn't it? Or even if you're doing it in your own head, it will eventually they'll pick up that vibe. You know, they've chosen you, they like you. And, and, and often, if you are thinking, how did I get this person? It's often, that's your insecurity. And it's not exactly, that's not what other people see, you know, they, they, and if they did, certainly that attraction wouldn't take place. I don't know. I don't, I've never dated a minor celebrity like um, Maureen has, but uh, um, I imagine if I if I had, I'd have, I'd love it. I'd be like, yeah, look who I've got on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how Chloe finds but dating you. That she- oh yeah, we're not we're not dating, Warren. Uh, we've got two children and a, a mortgage. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I think I think we st- <laughs> we've gone past that stage. I think after fifteen years, we can say we're not dating anymore. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'm sure uh, Chloe's in a constant uh, state of uh, euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you get into conversations, what would you do if your partner died? Or Chloe's got it all mapped out. She's like, oh, well, I'd uh, take the life insurance. And I was like, all right, okay, slow, slow down, slow down. Uh, obviously, there'd be a, a moment to grieve. She'd be like, sure, 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 sure. But still, she said to me, and there was no there was no side to her. She wasn't trying to um, make me feel bad. But she said to me, like, if you did die... I think a lot of things around the house would be easier, and I thought, okay, fine. <laughs> you're, you're completely you, a surplus to requirements around the house. That's weird. And when I said, okay, well that that's quite harsh, Chloe. She went, oh no, no, no. It just means I'd, I'd obviously have to step up to the plate, and I'd be much more efficient, and I think we'd just get things done better because I wouldn't be expecting you to do them and you not doing them. I'd just do them. <laughs> and I said, oh, I mean, these are all very very fair points, but anyway, suffice to say enough about my uh, dysfunctional relationship certainly uh your mate just enjoy it just enjoy it you're going out with some hot tossy get 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 into it get underneath it get in between it Do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> does anyone know what no. i'm talking about because i no. feel like i'm just talking okay <laughs>
1: Do you know what was really interesting if I can just bring up this point as a side note I thought this was fascinating so when I started to look into this I was like reading up on it and reading up on it and like I can't even tell you the amount of articles that are out there about uh, I'm dating a hot guy or dating a hot guy or this and hot guy and why are women da da, da, da da, and everything was that angle and you know what this was a guy friend of mine that is dating a hot girl so it was interesting that all the
2: articles were like geared at women's insecurities. But is that that not because women read those articles? You don't get men, men don't read those articles. Maybe, but I think that's because, that's what I thought was interesting though, is that those articles are constantly,
1: are we reading them or have we been taught to read them? Like it was just interesting that everything, normally when I look at other problems or read, you know, stuff, psychology, even like all sorts of thing, it's pretty gender neutral, but this one, that's what I thought was very interesting, everyone,
2: so. But, you know, men don't buy men's magazines which saying how to give your girlfriend 10 orgasms or how to look sexy in bed. I mean, you know, they, they just don't. And my problem was with women's magazines. I wasn't interested in what they, wasn't interested in the fashion, wasn't interested in any of the articles. Which is
1: why we made this goddamn podcast the opposite. <laughs>
2: What we've
3: created here is really trying to correct an imbalance within society where we've had a lot of women feeling insecure about things they shouldn't feel insecure about. We're not hearing enough women's voices talking utter bollocks. We've addressed that. We've addressed that with this podcast. And isn't it great to listen to three women who couldn't give a toss about all of those things, even though we've said we're never going to talk about them. We appear to talk about them every week. (laughs) So if you want to get in contact with um, Alison June Smith to Ask Alison, then you can. All you need to do is email us at womentalkingbollocks at gmail.com. Put Ask Alison in the subject and Alison will deal with your problem. <laughs> Maureen, you look surprised that you're here.
1: I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to put. It's out called out.
2: being professional, Alison. <laughs>
0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
3: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? <laughs> so, I guess it's TV time.
2: TV time. Or in my case, I went to the cinema again. Cinema time. Oh, uh, Maureen, uh, what did you go and watch? Oh my God, this is, this was like a, again, it was like a BAFTA-nominated screening in Soho. I went with my mate and then we got met, met another mate of his. So this is 11 in the morning. We're sitting in a very small screening room in Soho. I'm with two blokes. The film is a Romanian film. It's called Bad Luck, Banging or Loony Porn. Right up your street, morning. Right up my street. And the first five minutes is basically a hardcore porn movie, leaving nothing, <laughs> nothing to the imagination. I would say all types of sex, oral sex, all that kind of stuff. Uh, right, right kind of on the on the screen, in your face, so to speak. And I'm sitting there with three guys, one guy, two guys, sorry, one guy I don't even know, and we're just watching this hardcore. And I'm like, is this going to be the whole film? Anyway, (laughs) it's it's like five, and I don't watch porn out of the, you know, I don't watch it anyway. And I'm like, this is it wasn't staged it was a real thing and my, my mate turned around and went that's dedicated acting and then um <laughs> but actually I quite liked it I mean it, it it the story the story is basically this teacher who makes a, a sex film with her husband and it gets uploaded onto the internet and her school finds out and she's got to go to the school and and you know they're discussing whether she should keep her job and everything it's in three parts so the first part there was a lot of tracking shots which I'm, I'm to kind of in Bucharest which you thought you could probably kept them shorter and then they kind of do an alphabet of different things um which is quite interesting and the third bit is all the like what happens but actually it was a slightly I don't know anything about Romanian film I've never watched a Romanian film in my life but it was very surreal it was quite funny in places and it really made you feel like you know she's she's at the sharp end of this and she's kind of slut shamed Well, actually she never put it up on the internet you know she's actually having sex with her husband
3: yeah it's it's a consenting
2: thing yeah. Yeah, so which is like a normal thing to do, and then she's kind of slut shamed into it. But it, actually I think I think I could imagine you Jen enjoying it. Uh it's cause there are whoa, some whoa, really whoa, surreal. Whoa. No, because there's very some <laughs> surreal I'm not talking about the first five minutes in particular. <laughs> okay. That you might not particularly enjoy, but um there's some very <laughs> surreal funny moments in it. I mean, just really, really surreal. And then they're like the filming one with the filming in the street scene, and this old woman goes. Like, this is like obviously not part of the film i don't think it's just some old woman who sees them film the street going lick my oh, i can't really say it but anyway and, they sh- and they've just kept it in the movie and it's just hilarious because some old woman's just really angry that they're obviously filming in the street but it's it's a strange film
3: it doesn't sound like your typical uh, uh, film, but um,
2: I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll put it this way. It's not a first date
1: movie.
2: No. <laughs> or is it? I mean, I'd, let's say this. Okay, Jane, I Joan, w- don't go with your mother if you're going to go go and watch it. That's what I would say. <laughs> I'm not going to go on a date with my mum anymore. <laughs> I'm still
3: dating uh, Chloe, so I might bring her.
1: <laughs> so can you beat that? Did you see any Romanian kind of stroke movie? <laughs> no. No, you win that contest. Top trumps.
3: You win. <laughs> you, you definitely top trumped us. Uh, I cannot compete with that audio visual experience. Um, at any point, did you feel uh, aroused while watching? It?
2: <laughs> it was eleven in the morning. I was like wide eyed, going, ah, "They're really doing that." That's. that's...
3: <laughs> but they do in porn. Um, they really do do it. That's the whole point. They do do. It. <laughs>
2: Do you know what that room? Oh well, I don't. Know if I've got time. Well, I could tell you stories. Um, yeah, we have got
3: time, Warren, because we didn't do the Beeman Warren moment. We so did do the Beeman. We- War- anyway, <laughs> we've
2: got, we've got, we've got time. Do you know? What? I because I'm quite naive. I remember being in Paris, and uh, I it was a friend's flat, and I was um, a friend was staying in his cousin's flat, so I didn't know the flat, and I put the TV on, and I didn't. I really was quite. Even though I was in my 20s, there was for some reason there was a porn. It was like Canal Plus. There was a porn film on, and this this guy and women were. Doing it, but my face was right next to the screen because I was lying on the floor trying to turn the knob so to kind of get the T change. The TV and the guy that I was, was a friend with came in the room, and all he could see was my face <laughs> next to the television <laughs> looking at this poor thing. So I couldn't figure out <laughs> how to, how to <laughs> nobody went, what you because just look, I was really into the sex, and I'd actually put my face right next to the screen. It's great.
3: I mean, if you get close enough, it's like you're there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So sorry, Jane. What did you watch? <laughs> I, uh,
3: I, I <laughs> as I said, hardcore
1: week, porn <laughs> is what I hear. That's what Jen's
3: into. <laughs> I've been six hours on Pornhub. No, I have been watching Succession. As I said, I would. Oh yeah, how was it? It was fun. Uh, I'm really, enjoy, I really enjoy Succession. I mean, like, it's the thing with the thing with that show. I, I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's, uh, it's not fun, but it is funny. They are all such unpleasant people that there is a bit of you that's like, do I actually care what happens to any of you? I, I don't know that I do, but the machinations and the interactions between the siblings and the Machiavellian way they go about backstabbing each other. It's so well observed, it's so well written. And it's, and it's uh, I mean, the writing in it is just through the roof, it's, it's brilliant. And I love that um, two of the writers are women. Uh, Lucy Preble and Georgia Pritchard are. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how many people write in the, are in the writers room, but they're the, the. It's. It, they are literally. Obviously, Jesse Armstrong created it, but those are the only two women that I know. But anyway, uh, if if you're not a Succession fan and you haven't watched it, I can really recommend that. you I mean, this is the third season, and I, in fact, I'm jealous that you can go back and and watch it. The, the only thing I would say is, if you are going to go and watch it, please don't be put off by the first episode because so much happens. Because they've got to set up so much who the characters are and what the situation is that it is a little bit dry. But you get past past the first couple of episodes and wow, you are in for a blinking treat. And side note, I've started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm again because there's a new series out. So I've just gone back to the beginning and started watching them all again. And they are very similar comedy, Curb and uh, Succession. They're both like just cringe just absolute <laughs> cringe making comedy and I love Larry David but I don't know if this has ever happened to any of you <laughs> tell me if this has happened to you I've watched about I don't know how many episodes of Curb maybe like three or four in a row I'd, I'd, I'd done a gig and then I came back after the gig it was late at night and then I watched another two so I'd watched about six episodes in the day and then I went to bed and then I had a really weird dream about Larry David like (laughs) no I've never dreamt about Larry David listen neither have I and I don't want to I don't want to say sex dream because I don't think it was but it was still kind of what sort of borderline sex dream about Larry David has that ever happened to you where you've watched something and you see a lot of that person and then you go to bed and your brain goes yeah now it's time for you to have a weird sexy dream about this person that you're not attracted to I mean I'm clearly not attracted to Larry David I mean am I? (laughs) I I mean I mean is anyone I don't know I'm mean, sure they are actually. I mean, that's quite unfair, but uh, no, no. I yes, one hundred percent. Yes, thank you, Alison. For heaven's sake, God. I had a French teacher that that taught me French A level. Right, okay. I had a when I was eighteen. I had some sort of weird sex dream about her. I well, couldn't have been less attracted to someone, and then every time I saw her in class, I was like. Hur! What is that? Where your brain goes, Uh, you're gonna have a weird dream about this person. You're not, not about somebody you are attracted to, you go, oh, this is a lovely dream, but somebody you're like, Uh, please don't touch me. In the dream. What's that about? I wanna know what my brain's doing and why it's doing that. Answers on a postcard too. <laughs> Women talking about this. <laughs> Alison, tell us about your horror movie.
1: Because we were talking about beauty and the idea of like dating someone that is maybe, you know, what is it saying here? Punching above? Is that what they say here? Punching when you're... above your weight, isn't it? Yeah, punching above your weight. But so I, here's what I thought of. I went with the movie, the horror movie, the classic movie, Scream. Scream from 1997. This is a movie a year after Sydney's mom is murdered. More murders start to occur. She begins to suspect if these murders are related and tries to find the killer as everyone seems to be a suspect. Now, I love this movie because it also analyzes horror movies. So, I talk about horror movies all the time. Scream gives you a breakdown of what horror movies are. That is essentially what goes on. It is a horror movie and a horror movie It's spectacular. Why I choose Shows this is because within the movie, there's a relationship that is formed between David Arquette and Courtney Cox. And he's kind of like the geeky little nerdy uh, cop. And she's like this beautiful, you know, uh, journalist TV reporter. And I just thought that is exactly what happens. They start to fall in love and, you know, Dewey has to deal with a little bit of insecurities. And so it's a really it's a horror movie, but it's also a coming of age thing if you will. I really liked it. So that's why I chose Scream. And I also just think it's a great teen flick. Scary movie. Yes, Maureen, you will scream. There will definitely be moments where you, I don't want to say it'd be too scary for you because it's not horrific or gory, but like there's jumpy moments, but I think you'd get a kick out of it is what I think. I think of it as being quite a camp because
3: it's partly like a piss take of horror films where they make fun of all the different tropes that you can expect. And then and then all those tropes then exist within the film. But it's also a comedy. There's comedic, you know, comedic moments
1: in in it as well.
3: It's Neve Campbell in it. Am I making Yes,
1: she is. Neve Campbell, who is Canadian, everyone, just so you know. Yeah. Yes, she is Canadian. That's correct.
3: I didn't know that. I'm saying I'm giving you an <laughs> affirmation. About I always point it out. I'm
1: like, yeah, I, I, I
3: didn't know. Um, Nev. So it's Nev Campbell. It's not Nev. Well, I say Nev. I, I
1: might be saying it wrong, but we can go either I, way. I can't imagine as a Canadian you're saying it wrong. There aren't a lot to be fair, though, just so you know, it's not like Nev or Nev is a common name in Canada. That is a unique, lovely name. Nev Neve, if you're listening. Neve Nev, if you are listening, which
3: <laughs> let's be honest, she probably is. She's listening. Jennifer Love Hewitt's listening. All, all the stars from the 90s. They're all, they're all tuning into WTB. Vic Astley, he's probably constantly on here.
2: Curtis Tigers. Curtis
3: Tigers. <laughs> he loves a bit of women talking bollocks. Look, we know who our audience is. We're not daft. Um, Alison June Smith, thank you so much for your screen recommendation. Uh, Maureen, we've, we've had TV. We've had a Be More Maureen moment early. We've had uh, other things. We've had Ask Alison, but what we haven't had is your corner, which is often cultured.
1: I, I mean, what what am I even saying? Yeah, <laughs> that it's time for Cultural corner with Maureen Younger.
3: Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Guys, uh, Book Club is on Monday the 29th and so uh, we're reading this book called Back When We Were Grown Ups by Ann Tyler. I haven't finished it because I thought we were going to be recording this later on in the week so I haven't got to the end of my my own book for book club because I got uh, carried away because I've been I was reading another book actually a uh, very good book called playwriting by uh, Stephen Jeffries, and so this book is about a woman who then reimagines her life she's 53 and she reimagines her life what would have happened if she'd married a college sweetheart but I've only got to the part when she started um started imagining that it, I mean like all like Anne Tyler's novel she's really it's really well written There's a lot of characters at the beginning, so you're like, I can't figure out who's who. So I haven't actually got that far in the novel. So I can't really give it a review, I'm afraid. And the next novel from the next month is Shirley Jackson. We have always lived in the castle. It's considered a modern, modern classic. Actually, you might like this. It's a gothic horror, Alison. Mm. So living in the Blackwood family home with only her sister Constance and her uncle Julian for company, Mary Cat just wants to preserve their delicate way of life. But ever since Constance was acquitted of murdering the rest of the family, the world isn't leaving the Blackwoods alone, and when Cousin Charles arrives, armed with overtures of friendship and a desperate need to get into the safe, Mary Cat must do everything in her power to protect the remaining family. Yes, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, but it's apparently it's a black
3: comedy as well. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I feel like um, the themes with, with you, Maureen, in these books is... Um, one of the themes I'm noticing in some of the books that you've been recommending for book club is that um, a life unlived, the sliding doors, what might have been, what could have been, what, what it, the the what ifs. There's a, there's a, this, this is this isn't the first book that's done that. Is no,
2: with it midnight Midnight Library was the other one. Yeah,
3: yeah. Okay,
2: so there's just two books. But listen, I'm going to find a connection <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> and I've made it. I bloody well made it. So feel free if you want to join us on book club. Uh, all the details will be on our social media. And it's on the 29th at 7.30 via Zoom. So
3: Maureen, thank you very much for your cultural corner. Um, I guess next week you can give us a bit more information about the Anne Tyler book. And then you can also, you can top it up with some other cultural uh, ruminations. Listen, we'll, we can double up. Why not? And it will make up for the fact that we didn't have uh, did. Abby Maureen. Moment.
1: Look. Oh, God, no, no, we're near the end. I am not letting you start this again. You are not hitting the hornet's nest. All right. If you're gonna hit any hornet's nest, it's the nest that we find out that is aggravating Jen's goat. That's the nest we're gonna hit. Jen, what the hell is getting your goat this week?
3: I don't want to lose my shit over. Okay, this is it. Right, Jen's goat (laughs) is happening now. I cannot handle this. what's getting my goat this week is comedians. (laughs) All right, Jen, just say how it is. I'll go with you. (laughs) I haven't, I haven't, listen, I haven't finished, I haven't finished. Comedians on social media banging on about how they're being cancelled whilst being on social media saying whatever the fuck they like. You know, people talking about cancel culture whose job it is to say whatever they want to say and frequently do say whatever they want this to say and then going on Twitter and saying, oh, I've been cancelled. Oh, woke culture is cancelling me. It's not, mate. It's not, mate. What happened was you went to a gig you performed 20 minutes of stand-up comedy and someone in the audience heckled you. And that is part of your job as a stand-up comedian, is sometimes you'll get heckled. That's not no one cancelling you. No one's telling you to stop saying what you're saying. That is just literally all that has occurred there. And even if somebody says to you, I'm offended, I'm offended by what you've said. You can say, I don't give a fuck, I've just said it, because that, you haven't been canceled. And the point is, with comedy, or indeed with anything, when you live in a country that has freedom of speech, is you can say what you like. You can say the most horrifically awful things, but what will happen is other people have then got the freedom of speech, because it cuts both ways, to say, do you know what? I think that's unacceptable, and I don't like that you said that. No one's cancelling you, okay? It's just the knowledge that if you are a bit of a prick and you say pricky things, other people are allowed to say, hey, guess what, mate? You're a prick. And also, it's not woke culture, you bellend. It's not woke. You're not being cancelled. You're just not a very good comedian. That's what's getting my go. Yeah? Who's with me? High fives all around. Yeah, Jen. What is going on with people? Oh, it's woke culture. I'm I'm not allowed to say what I like. You are. You're saying what you like. In fact, I just heard you. You said what you like and nobody stopped you. And tomorrow you'll go on stage and you'll say what you like and nobody will stop you. And you'll do that the next day. And then you'll go on and then I'll see you on social media saying, I'm not allowed to say what I like whilst saying what you like. And then you'll go and put up a clip on YouTube saying, oh, cancel culture, I can't say what I like. Well, you just did. You're on YouTube and you just said what you like. I mean, just... What are you talking about? But guess what?
2: If people don't like what you say, freedom of speech works both ways. They're allowed to say it. Yes. It reminds me of that Lizzo Kud, Kudrup clip where she played that conservative. Do you remember when she was going? Oh, conservative voices are being cancelled. Cancelled, so, yeah. As I said in my book, as I said on the, on the radio twice, you know, it was, if you haven't seen it, what was it from? It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's, um, it's the Charlie Brooker film it was so so, she's so good she's so good as this you know i've been cancelled i can't speak and they just see her on tucker show and all these shows where she's yes the conservative voice is being cancelled as i said in my best-selling book (laughs) as i said on the radio three times as i said on the (laughs) television (laughs) it's a really
3: great clip really funny i find it insufferable this whole idea that and, and and what i find interesting is that the general public believe that there is some conspiracy to stop people from saying what they want. Or that comedians are now having to tread on... Ed- this idea that comedians are having to tread on eggshells for for, for fear of being cancelled. If you want to know how much bullshit that is, go and watch Ricky Gervais' new show, where he gets to say some of the most hideous, transphobic, misogynistic and homophobic things, and he can say them. Because guess what? His voice hasn't been cancelled. No one's has... They're all saying, Dave Chappelle, everyone's banging on about Dave Chappelle's cancelled. No, he's not. His show's still on Netflix. It's still on Netflix. He's not been cancelled. It's there. Do you want to watch it? You can. You can stream it on Netflix. Now, you might not like that show. Don't watch it. But it's there. It's there if you want to watch it. Anyway, so that is what has been getting my goat for quite a long time. And I've wondered if I should talk about it, because I sometimes feel like people are like, I don't really care about this, Brista. But I, I, I've i decided today's the day, and I've let it out. And i tell you why. Because... Just before I jumped on this call with you guys, I saw a tweet and someone had put, there's a comedian who's put, I bet you're all regretting wokeness now, aren't you? And I I didn't reply to the tweet because I thought, don't, don't, don't reply to the tweet, Jen, because no good can come of this. But I felt like saying, you're a fucking prick. Shut the fuck up. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. And then I was going to say, you haven't been cancelled. Neither have I. And I just called you a cunt. And I will continue. I, I will, in fact, and then just a thread of me calling him a cunt. Uh, and then not being cancelled, because I won't be. It's good to get things off your chest, isn't it? Because by by doing this with you guys, it's been very cathartic. It's made me feel a lot better. And it has meant that I haven't got into a Twitter spat with somebody. Actually, to be fair, probably if I'd done that, Twitter would have cancelled me. That is actually true. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and in a way, they'd be doing me a favour, because I wouldn't have to then go on that cesspit of a of website ever again. Anyway, Good times. I mean, has this podcast finished five minutes earlier? Well, that means I can get some housing in,
2: does it, Jen? Does that mean I can get some stuff
3: in about housing? No, never. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Women talking bollocks.
1: If you enjoyed today's episode,
3: then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts? Like us. Leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine.
4: (laughs) Will that do? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact...